Every Man Podcast. Every Man. Ooh. You singing those Corona vibes there. Yo, man. Hitting those Corona notes. Bro. Getting out, man. Yo, I wish I could play drums like you, man. Uh, listen. Whenever I listen to that thing, man, I'm just like, what? The? That's fucking awesome. Look, man, a uh, talented man like yourself, you could do anything you put your mind to, man. You just got to put the time in. I, I believe I could. I don't think they make drumsticks big enough for you, though, dude. Dude, I tell you what. Not like, a lot of big drummers. <laughs> Not a bit. No, for real. They usually got to be a, a, a little guy back there. You know what I mean? Just to tuck them away in the back. What did Obama say? He said, you might have a decent jump shot or a good flow, but, you know, not all of our children can aspire to be uh, my, uh, LeBron James and uh, Lil Wayne. Like, you, you you on that tier, man. I can't, I can't, I can't subscribe to be like Just that. Just because you're Levittown good doesn't mean you're going to be, you know. <laughs> Daryl Campbell, what's happening, bro? Man, Corona times, taking it one day, one day, we're putting one foot in front of the other man and just uh, wearing my mask and staying prayed up and stayed up. And now I'm, you know, clipping and dripping with my brother Jay, man. That's all, that's all we can do. Um, it's, uh, we've had a busy couple weeks here. Um, you know, schedules change, things happen, starting to get kind of in a normal groove here. Um, and, and, you know, we are back and ready to pod. And uh, this week we've got a, a good friend of the show, former guest. Um, he is a uh, NCAA college referee for football. He's a police officer. He's an actor. Uh, he's man. an all-around everyman, Matt Griebel. And, man, uh, man. you know, played against Daryl back in high school days. You guys go way back. And uh, yeah, we man. had a great conversation just kind of about his story before. Um, and then, uh, you know, he unfortunately came down with uh, COVID-19. And uh, we were in touch and thought it'd be a good opportunity to kind of share, um, you know, what his experience was with it. And, uh, you know, make this point a couple times uh, throughout the podcast. But obviously, you know, Daryl Campbell and I are just a couple of humble podcasters. We are not medical professionals. Um, and, you know, these these things that we're talking about here, these are just our experiences and our our little ideas and uh, some some good ideas, maybe some really silly ideas, perhaps from me. And, um, you know, just take that uh, how, how you want to take it. And uh, that being said, I think Matt has some really cool um, insight into mm-hmm. the process, not only the, the going through the testing, but having to deal with the, the kind of emotional roller coaster of do I have it? Do I not have it? Am I giving this to my kids? Yeah. It's a it's a complicated issue. And there's a lot of people out there in the world right now that are trying to tell you one way or the other. Um, but the fact of the matter is, I don't think anybody truly knows um hundred percent of what's going on. You know, I don't, Daryl doesn't, we're just, uh, no. we're just doing what we can every day. And, uh, we hope you guys do the same. So check out this pod here with Matt Griebel. Um, give it a little listen. And, uh, you know, if you need a little laugh, <laughs> you're going to get it. You're going to get it. So, um, sure. that being said, let's kick it to our brother, Matt Griebel. Griebs. Joining us today on the Everyman Podcast is a friend of the show, returning guest. He is an NCAA college football official. He is a police officer. He is an everyman. He's our good brother, Mr. Matt Griebel. Matt, how you doing, brother? Hey, guys. How you doing? What up, Matt? What's up? What's up? We're chilling, man. We're we're here. It's 2020. We're living in a, we're living in a COVID-19 world, boys. 
<laughs> yeah, we are. Yes, Every we day, are. Man. Every day, it's it's constantly changing, right? Constantly yeah. changing. So, last couple episodes of the podcast, um, Daryl and I got together right as everything started to kind of come uh, undone, and we just we pound out a bunch of podcasts because we weren't sure what was going to go on with our schedules and everything. Um, so now we're back to kind of current here. And um, last couple of weeks, you know, we all been staying in touch and, and Daryl had, had said to me, you know, hey, our boy Matt, uh, he's got he's got that Rona. So uh, once we knew everything was uh, was was good and you were, you know, safe, um, you know, we, we tried to link this up. So uh, Catch us up on on what's been going on with you, you know, leading up to to, to COVID. What's what's going on with uh, you know? You're an actor too. I forgot I forgot to mention that. You're uh, you're looking, you, you know. Our, our listeners can't can't see this. Obviously, you're looking dashing with this new official mustache. I, I love it. Um, <laughs> So, so you, so your must, yeah, it is, it is Tom Selleck esque. Um, so, so what's up, man? Tell us what's been going on. Oh man! So since the last time I was with you guys, uh, we we had that the 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 movie go out. Um, it is it's in some different um, film fest here and there. Now the COVID is kind of playing some games with it. Uh, They're canceling some film fest here and there, but uh, got some awards. Uh, I was I was, I guess I got like a. Like a best actor in a crime drama or something like that. Uh, you guess? I, I think they listen. I think they give those out to everybody. Let's Too much stuff. I watched but, it and I'm like, yeah, it's probably everybody's award. You know what I mean? But no, it was good. I mean, it was a. I had a great time doing it. I had had a blast with with the crew and and uh, the, the the support staff, the guys behind the scene. So we, that went out, and then uh, had the season. Went through the season, um, and you know. Christmas time came around and everybody, you know, it was funny because everybody started getting sick around December, you know, like some people that I knew and I was, I wasn't sure what was going on. And then just some recent, um, the, the day before St. Patrick's day, um, I, I know, for, I know what happened. Some, some guy came in and I, I interacted with a, a civilian and he had coughed on me and I'm like, Oh great. I think I just got, I, I bet you I guys just got this, you know, this, uh, COVID-19 and then next thing you know, man, I'm in bed and I can't even move. You know, it was, it, was, it was pretty rough. It was pretty rough. So before we get into talking about COVID-19, I just want to obviously make one thing clear. We are all not, uh, nobody on this podcast is a medical professional. And we're just talking about our opinions and our experiences on, on, on what's going on here with COVID-19. So if you have any symptoms or anything like that, don't listen to anything we're saying, okay? Disregard <laughs> it and yes. contact your uh, healthcare professional immediately if you have any uh, questions or concerns. We're just talking here. So yeah. that being said, Matt, how long, like, how long did it take for you, like once you got the cough on you, like you got coughed on, how long did it take before you had some like serious symptoms? Yeah, so that was about like the 16th of March around St. Patrick's Day. And then like the that weekend, the following, you know, the dates are whatever the dates are. But like that, that weekend right after St. Patrick's Day, I started getting like a like some sort of sinus um, it, pressure, you know, issues wow. like that. And I'm like, uh, you know, the weather's changing. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's allergies or something like yep. that, you know. And so then I kind of just, you know, was like, all right, I'll deal with that muscle through with it you know tough guy right oh let's let, i don't need to go to the doctor i don't need to do that and then uh monday the i want to say it was like the 23rd i was like dude this is i, I gotta get something so i called my doctor 
and he wasn't seeing anybody, but he was doing it over the phone and he, he gave me, you know, a prescription for a Z pack. Yep. So I did the, I did the Z pack for the week and, and as the week was going on, you know, I was like, I wasn't sure what it was because I had a runny nose and all this information that we were getting from everywhere is like, you know, completely, constantly changing. You know, it's a, it's a fluid situation and I get it, right? Because these people have no clue what the, you know, the heck this even is, you know? Yeah. Um, but it just kept changing and I had a runny nose and I'm like, oh, that, that's got to be allergies. And then, you know, they were saying that the, the COVID, when it came out, that there was nothing, you know, there was no runny nose. Um, I had a cough, but I was coughing of, you know, it was, it was uh, some substance, you know, it was, it was right. wet cough. They were saying dry coughs or what we're looking for, you know, so all this, all this stuff was like, ah, it doesn't make sense. I'm not going down the same road that, you know, all these medical professionals were saying that this is what we're to expect, you know? And then, uh, and I didn't have a fever, you know, our department, my, my department had, had uh, implemented the, um, the fever check, you know, they were taking our temperatures before we walked in the door, Wow. you know? And I kept registering under, you know, and uh, I had a constant sweat, you know, like on the bridge of my or the top of my uh, my head. It was always like, you know, moist. It was and uh, I was but I was cold, you know, I was always cold. And I was like, what, what's going on? You know, this is maybe I don't know. Maybe I have like the, the stomach flu or something because I had stomach issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not to get graphic on it, but they were saying that wasn't even the issue. You know, that, that wasn't included in this whole deal. And so then fr- finally. Friday the 27th, I woke up in the morning and I, you know, I was self-quarantining from the family and that was the hardest part being away from the kids and my wife. And it was scary for me because I didn't want to give them this, you know, cause I right. didn't know if this was, you know, the flu or was this like, you know, COVID-19, I, you know, we don't know, or, you know what? So I'm going through the motions in my mind thinking, well, how am I going to protect these kids? How am I going to protect my wife? And, and so that, that the 27th, that Friday morning, I, I woke up and I had a slight fever where I was just, just about a hundred, hundred degrees. And I'm like, all right. So I called my Sergeant and I told him, I said, Hey, this is what's going on. And he's like, all right, stay home. You know, we'll just stay home and yep. we'll figure it out. And so my department, I, you know, give shout outs to my department. Dude, the sheriff has been phenomenal. They, they, they've given us time off of work and it doesn't count against our, our, you know, comp time bank. You know, we work, you work a, a shift. And if you have overtime, you can take it in pay or you can take it in comp to be used later for days off or whatnot. And that's how I, I'm able to officiate. You know, I take comp time to go travel to these different schools and call football games and stuff. But like it, it didn't eat away at my comp bank and it didn't eat away at sick time. He just gave us time, you know, straight time, regular pay to be home. And I was like blown away. And this was before Illinois, the labor council here in Illinois came out and made this a, um, um, uh, a workman's comp issue. They just recently said that this is a workman's comp issue for any type of first responders that are diagnosed with COVID-19 that they can file a workman's comp claim. So, so with the sheriff allowing us to be away, to be off, they're going to file a workman's comp claim to recoup that money. But they did that before they even knew it was going to be acceptable to do that. So I give shout out uh, props to the, to the, to the sheriff himself. He's fantastic. But, um, other, uh, you know, so then the 27th with the, with the fever, it was a very mild fever and I'm at home and I'm like, you know, I'm a tough guy. I'll tough this out. You know, I'll just keep drinking fluids and, and do my thing because there was nothing we could do anyways. Everywhere I, I've, I've 
re- researched online was if you can breathe, you're fine, you know, just kind of ride it out. You know, this is, it's going to be something that's going to take time to get, you know, get through. And uh, some of the guys I worked with, you know, they were like, Hey dude, go get tested, go get, go get tested, find out what you got. And I'm like, why am I going to go get tested? You know, what's that going to do for me? You know, it's just going to tell me I have COVID, but I'm still sick and they can't do anything for me. And that was the big thing, you know, the, the internal fight with like, why should I, why should I get up at four 30 to get in, in the morning to get in line outside of Walmart for the first responders and the medical professionals to get tested, you know? And I was just like, <clears throat> excuse me, I just didn't want to, you know, go down that. But then finally my wife, who's the voice of reason in everything I, I do, mm-hmm. she's like, go get tested, which I, then I did. So I got up early on the 30th, waited in line. I was, I got there at five o'clock in the morning and there were 20 cars already waiting in line in front of me till about 10 15 that morning when they finally when one of the prof- uh, medical staffers finally was able to see me came up to the car and did the test and then uh 10 days later i found out i was covid positive wow wow yeah <laughs> 10 days later test. yeah 10 days yeah. later man 10 days later and then like oh well <laughs> we could we i'll go into a, a story about that in a minute but you know the test itself was uh was pretty pretty crazy too you know and it was like i remember i saw something online where this dude had like you know did like a tiktok or something of him getting you know tested and they stuck this you know swab into his nose yeah dude four inches into his nose and i'm like oh man so i was braced i was prepared i knew what was going to come so when she came up to me you know and i'm and i'm I'm feeling like garbage you know i'm just i'm sick i i don't i don't feel good i'm achy i just you know and it was people ask me like did you feel aches and i'm like well i feel aches every day you know when we were playing football (laughs) every day so like i can't like tell you the difference between a flu ache and a regular body ache do you have any lower back pain yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> how are your knees? Are your knees okay? Your knees are your knees good? Your Achilles. Right. Right. Your Achilles. You know, yeah, for sure. You know, and so, uh, so I'm, uh, I'm waiting in line. She, she comes up and she sticks this thing into my nose, and I'm, dude, she, I felt like she almost stabbed, she stabbed my brain, dude. It was a hot poker into my freaking head. And I was like, whoa, and, and you don't want to move because now it's somebody else is controlling this thing. You know, oh, so it's like, I don't want to flinch. And then I'm a big dude. So I'm like, I don't want to look like, you know, some Sally here. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Problem. She pulls it out and I look at her and she kind of waits a second. Like she wanted to see a reaction. She was like right. looking for a reaction from me. And I'm like, I'm not going to give her the time of day for a reaction. <laughs> I just said, thank no you sell. so much for what you guys are doing. You're putting yourselves on the, on the front line here, helping us. Yeah. And, you know, thank you so much. And, and, and she took it, the sample and, and went back into the room and they gave me a little sticker and they like, I voted. You know? Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> and then I went home and, I, and then, you know, so then that week of being in the house, I'm telling you guys, the, the, um, there were five nights in a row that I woke up, um, at like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. And I was completely drenched. Like I just jumped in a swimming pool. Damn. It was it was unbelievable, and you know what the crazy thing is? Nobody talks about this stuff. Wow. Nobody nobody bring like nobody brings it up. I I went online because I'm going through this. And I'm trying to find somebody who has gone through this to to don't, to see what's coming next. You know, and there was nothing out there. You know, you got guys like like Tom Hanks, right? Who just who said he came down with COVID nineteen or was diagnosed with it, but he, yet he doesn't talk about it. I mean that that's kind of 
it's a little screwy to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're not gonna, you're in public in the public guy. You're not gonna give somebody, hey man, this is what's happening. You know, this is what you're gonna expect or this type of thing. But so I had no clue what was coming on. And the, the five days of the waking up and like I'm in a sweatshirt, and and I've I've I grew up in a gym, you know, and I've sweat in gyms before. But yeah. dude, I've never sweat like this. Damn. And I, I, it was it was pretty wicked, and uh, so then like the headaches would would come through, and and I had these these like migraines that were just unbelievable. So I started taking ibuprofen. Right. And I and I don't want to I don't want to you know this is this is my personal opinion right. So I don't know if if this has any bearing whatsoever on how it works, but I'm in the bed and I'm taking this ibuprofen, and it's not helping. You know, and 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 I'm now I'm doing the Z pack too. For, the, for that, or I had done the Z pack that week. And right. so this is the following week, that Monday. And so I'm like, my, my lungs, my chest starts to get tight. And Damn. I'm like, I'm wheezing. And I'm like thinking, you know, oh, you know, I'm probably going to have to go to the, the emergency room, you know, if they're going to hook, I'm going to be one of these guys on the ventilator, you know, thinking this is the route that I got to go. And my wife, she's got a friend who reached out to her and Brianne is like my savior. She's like my angel, dude. She saved my life because she, her friend told her to tell me to get off of the ibuprofen and just stick with Tylenol. And I went to Tylenol and no joke, man, like two hours into it, my chest started to, to like loosen. Right. And my coughs were had substance, you know, I was coughing up stuff as yeah. opposed to the dry cough. And I was able to, to, to almost take a deep breath, but I was still coughing when I took a deep breath, you know? Right. So I was like, I, I think I, I was on the borderline of the cusp of uh, like that pneumonia, you know, that going down that road, which was lucky because some people are, are you know, in the hospital now on ventilators dealing with that, you know? And uh, so, so I went through all that. Those, there was like this, the phases of it, you know, it was, it was crazy. And, uh, and finally it started to, to lighten up a little bit. And then, you know, it, it's at the end of it, you know, it was the, the hardest part was like just doing a regular, like I would get up and I don't know, go, go to the kitchen or something. You know, I'm still wearing the mask, trying to protect the family and all this stuff. Right. And, Cause I, I don't know if I still have, and I haven't gotten tested to get back, you know, at the, at the time I, I wasn't tested again. So I'm like, I, I jump up and you get lightheaded, you know, and dizzy. And like, man, there was one time I passed out, you know, oh, man. I, I fell back into the chair. I was like. And my wife's like, oh, my God, what's wrong? I go, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm still here. I'm just, I, I'm dazed. You know, like you just got like a concussion, you know? Right, right. And uh, just doing little things. You're like out of breath. You know, you're like exhausted. Like you lose your, your endurance. There's no endurance, you know? And you're sitting in the room and I tell everybody it was like an emotional roller coaster. You know, you're, you're, you're away from your family. You're away from your support structure. You're by yourself. You know, you're getting all this information on the, on the television, but we don't know if that's legit or not. You know, you don't know what to believe anymore when it comes to certain things on here. And I'm sitting in a room by myself. Uh, and my, my family is, their lives is, 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 is carrying on. And I'm sitting here like, you know, what the hell? I, I got to get out of this room, but I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to, you know, go down that road where I infect somebody, you know, right. God, God help myself. If I, if I did that, I probably, you know, you, you lose it, you know, but, uh, you get through it. And then, uh, just recently, um, I, I just went back to work, uh, today actually it was my first day back to work. Um, but my department had put, uh, a protocol in that any type, uh, that I have to get tested twice in a 24 hour period with both negatives for me to return back to work. And so then I had to go back where I wasn't sick, 
wasn't feeling any type of, uh, you know, symptoms, but yet I had to go get that test where they stick it in my nose twice in 24 hours. Yeah. And, and I got the results back now in 15 minutes on both of them, you know, negative. Thank God. So that, that, I mean, you talk about a, a wicked, you know, experience, you know, it's like I I caught up on a lot of Netflix, you know, (laughs) Tiger King. Right. You know, oh, I watched that, you know, so like, I'm telling you, man, it's just, it blows my mind. Like how, how this, this flu, whatever you want to call it, COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever, you know, it's, it's just, it has this hold. It's, 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 it's like the flu, but it's like on steroids, you know, man. where it's like the flu lasts for two days, three days. Right. Right. It's alive for like two weeks and it's just got, it's got that staying power. That's unbelievable, you know, but well, we're back in it, dude. We're back. Uh, we're kicking it. So nice. You nice. know, I'm glad you brought that up about the ibuprofen. Um, and again, just to clarify, these are just our opinions. Um, you know, not medical advice. But I've actually heard from two different people now um, that they felt as if when they took ibuprofen, things got dramatically worse. And uh, it's interesting because they, I haven't heard anybody like. I'm only hearing that anecdotally, you know, I haven't heard any uh, doctors or anybody get up there and say, hey, this is, you know, these are some things to avoid. And, you know, you kind of alluded to it earlier, which is um, I think I think we're in a a big period of trying to like poke and see what happens and, and then kind of move forward a little bit. You know, it's like we're not just going full steam ahead, which is why we're seeing all these, you know, daily press conferences and you know, changing of opinions back and forth. It's like, there's no clear answer other than, okay, well, we got to sit tight and figure out what's going on here. And I think it's also um, pretty amazing that the first time you took the test, it took 10 days. And then the second time and third time it took, you know, 15 minutes. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, just think about that. That's a matter of what, uh, 12 days, you know, there is a, I mean, maybe not 12, 15 days, something like that, two weeks where they were, you know, you go from, waiting 10 days and granted you know the the location that i was at you know it was there was a lot of traffic you know there was 250 people or 250 tests uh uh, you know performed a day there for first responders and you know the one up in in uh, another town just north of me was doing it as well but they were in you know four days and so one of our guys who got you know the the um the virus he goes up to the, the town north of me and he gets it, his results back. He, he had issues after I had issues and he got mm-hmm. his re- results back before I got mine. So then it's like, now the department's like, what, 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 what is this funny? What's going on? What are you playing right. games? Are you holding right. back on, you know, taking the, <laughs> I'm like, listen guys, I go, my family needs to know more than the department needs to know. You know what I mean? They're, they're more important to me. And I, I want them to find out what's going on with me because of the fear of me giving it to them. And let's be honest, you know, in my home, there's no way I don't, I, I, I would be naive to think that my family was not exposed to what I had. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're living in a, in, in, in a controlled, right. not a controlled environment, but you're living in a close quarters where, you know, I got three kids where they're, you know, their, their ages are two, five and, and eight, you know, or two, she just turned six or so two, six and eight. And, they're they're around they're in the house you know i mean there's my wife she would come in and check on me you know and she's a school teacher so i'm sure she's immune to everything because those little germ factories (laughs) she works with you know they they've probably given her everything under the sun but like so she came in and 
she she you know and, and then and then after the fact you guys the 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 mind game set in you know like my my son was eating something and he starts to cough and like oh my god Oh my God. Are yep. you okay? And my wife's yep. like, relax, yep. relax. I go, well, it's like PTSD of this freaking virus. You know, right. you don't want your, your kids to get it. Cause you, well, you just went through hell, you know, yeah. you don't want them to go through it. And so I'm telling guys I work with, you know, or, or people that just in general conversations, you know, I, I bet you my kids are the asymptomatic, you know, or they right. just, maybe they were exposed to it and it didn't affect them. Or, you know, we, we started talking to neighbors and stuff and some neighbors were saying back in December that they were sick or they had the stomach, uh, you know, flu or, or issues like that. And we don't know if that's it, you know, I mean, they're coming out with tests now that you could, you can figure out whether or not you've been exposed to, to it, you know, if you have the antibodies built up. You know, but once we once they get the test and they'll figure it out and we'll go from there. But I bet you more people have been exposed to this than we even, you know, than, yeah. than the know. ones that are actually coming down with something, you know, because there's five five people in my house and one out of five got it. You know what I mean? So right. that, that, that could be like a, 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 a small test, you know, so, group test here, you know, of, of the whole grand yeah. scheme of the country, you know. Did, did the swab hurt? Did it hurt when you when you got it? Like, I mean, I, I know you like were there, and you're like, yeah, I'm 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 be a, yeah, a big boy here, but like, you took you took three stabs to the brain, man. Like, I just like, <laughs> did that shit hurt, man? Yeah, brother, it hurt. It hurt bad. Okay, <laughs> when I when I was driving away, I'm like rubbing my nose and be like, oh my god, man. Damn. You know, like like I'm never doing this again. You know, and it's like. <laughs> you joke about it. I got some guys, some teammates of mine, you know, crew they can be right. Like, oh man. So you take a swab to the nose. They don't, it, it's not like a STD test where you take a swab somewhere else. I'm like, get off yourself. Oh, you know, stop. Right? You know, like, I'm, like, I'm like, I've never gone down that road. So I have no clue. I don't even want to know about that road. Why are you? Stabbed me, they stabbed me in the, in the brain, dude. You know, it was, three it was tough. Times. It was tough. It was three times. Right. But well, uh, hey, so do they do it like slow or does she like, hey, you got and just like fucking stab the you like, one, like the first one she kind of distracted a little bit, you know, and she just was like, All right, I need you to tilt your head back and then boom, she jabbed it up. Oh. Oh my God, it was like burning. It was like burning, you know? Damn. And then uh, and then the, the the last two, the guy the, the the doctor was like he's like, All right, listen, I'm I'm going in. I'm like, I have to go three inches in there and I'm like, Oh, or slowly goes in. I'm like, just distract me dude tell me right. you know the sky's orange and then jab me you know what i mean like let's right. just go <laughs> i tell you this is probably one of those one of the few times you get to the doctor and you're like you sure you can't do this rectally <laughs> <laughs> just, just go back door man just go back door i mean have we checked have we have we figured it out for sure <laughs> i'm sure there's some COVID up there you can you can you can check man yeah I'm that's sure. the first place i'd look i'll tell you what you know i've been i've always I'm kind of like a very observant person and I'm always looking at people's, I, I make eye contact with people, with strangers, because I'm always trying to read what's going on and, you know, I'll, I'll interact with people, so I'll smile, you know, I, I'm always, I'm always looking around and, you know, I've noticed when I'm at the grocery store, I'm always people watching there anyway, because I feel like when you go to the grocery store, you see people do things and you're like, how the fuck are you making it through life if you, like the, the way you're picking up. The, these buns out of that thing you know what i mean like some people just do things at the grocery store that you see it and you're like you're just you're shocked by it you know and um 
<laughs> that's really the only place I've been encountering people is is the grocery store, you know. And and I see these people and I'm looking at them and I'm like, I'm, I'm always thinking like, are you are you the one? Like, is am I going to be thinking about you in six nights when I'm, you know, flu like? And and I'm thinking that was it was you it was the lady with with the green beans you know like I'm I'm constantly looking like to see oh is, are you sick are you sick are you sick you know and this whole thing with like walking around with face masks and um, it's very uh, psychologically striking like you've been saying like it's an emotional roller coaster and I think for everybody even if you're not getting it I think this is a bit of a uh, a shell shock. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, it's, uh, that's funny you say about the grocery store, you know, like I, I don't, I, you know, I'm assuming that the guy when he was coughing and all that other stuff was my, was, was my, my, you know, patient zero, you know what I mean? That was the guy, but I I don't know. It could have been, I could have rubbed, you know, I could have touched something and then touched my face or some, something, something stupid. You know what I mean? But I simply just for telling stories, I, it's the dude that was coughing for sure. Backing up, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. right, You know, but like you're talking about going to the grocery store and it's like, you, you know, I just went to the grocery store not, you know, uh, two days ago I walked in and I'm looking around and I'm not wearing a mask. You know, I'm like, I, I just, I just got tested. I'm negative. I'm not wearing yep. a mask, but then I'm feeling like, you know, I'm invincible, dude. I, I just, you know, I, I'm immune. <laughs> oh, you're still worried about that. Right. Yeah. I'm looking around <laughs> at these, at, at all these people. And I'm just like, there's such a fear that you see over these people, the, their eyes, oh, you know, when yeah. you're looking at them, oh, and it's, yeah. it's, it, it really kind of hurts, man, because you know what? We, we live in this great country and we shouldn't have that fear, you know? And it, it just blows my mind that you just, you see these people, every, you know, it's like a, a buddy of mine. I got plans this weekend. I got to help a friend move a boat, which, you know, okay, fine. So we're going to, we're going to do this. And I, I called a buddy of mine if he wanted to go. And he's like, you know, I talked to my wife and she, and they got a, they got a, a little baby young, uh, an infant. And he's like, I talked to my wife and she's like, you know, I don't want you going because you're going with Matt and he just got off that sickness. You know what I mean? It's like, and then I'm starting to think like, wow, that was the first time in my life. You're a second class citizen. Like, yeah. Sit, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, you just got off that sickness, man. Right. Is this, is this, is this how people back in like the, uh, the late eighties? Oh, 90s, he was right? dancing with, with Rona. Yeah. You know, like, what, yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, like with, with, you know, AIDS and HIV is how people were, you know, like looked at you know who you know what i mean i was yeah. i was blown away at that and i'm like listen dude i just tested negative man i don't have it you probably do you know what i mean like who are you t- you know talking to but but yeah you know it's just it's crazy the fear the fear that like and we you know we, we were talking about media and how the media is portraying things and all this other stuff and it just blows my mind that like you know you, you i i'm a victim right i'm a victim of this covid-19 i went onto the to you know media not social media because you don't get any information from social media right anybody that comes to the table and says that they learned something on facebook they're an idiot and you know, you go, right? Like, let's yep. just be honest, right? But I, I go and, you know, I'm, do, I'm on the CDC website and I'm trying to research this stuff because that's what I do. You know, I look into this stuff. I'm trying to find out what's going on with me and I'm not getting anything solid. And it was frustrating and it was pissing me off that I couldn't get any information, you know? And I can see why there's, you know, you go to a store and there's people with their, the fear, the fear look, you know, yep. and oh, yeah. in their distance from people, you know, it's just, and, and I can't, can we blame one person can we blame a group of people i don't think we can because we've never we've never encountered well we we the country's gone through this 
before, obviously, in the early, you know, 1900s. We have never experienced this before. No. So we don't know, you know, how this, how to, how to handle this, you know. And, and I think our, our elected officials, I'm hoping and praying that they're out there for the, for the betterment of us and trying to help us and trying to, you know, figure out what's going on. Uh, you know, because if, if, if they're not, then man, we are, we are up shit's Creek. Right. I mean, let's just, bro. I'm trying to tell you right now, like not just with the fear, but I didn't even realize there was mask etiquette. Like I didn't know there was mask etiquette. So like I'm sitting here, I'm at, I'm going through the toll yesterday to get back to PA and I pull up to the booth and I'm, I'm, I'm paying with cash. Right. I go to pay, pay with cash. I got my fucking mask. Right. Like, color side out right yeah and so like he's like oh fuck no you can't and he's like get, get ready like to push the button to get somebody to come over i'm like what the fuck bro man just take my four dollars right and he's like bro your mask is like dude you you fucking got covid like it's blue out and i'm like there's fucking like mask etiquette with this shit dude. what do you think like, it was like color change like if it's dude, blue you, you get covid he's like you don't know like color side out means you have it color side in means you don't what? So if, that's some like, shit he saw on facebook friend well, I was like, I said, like, man, if you don't take this fucking four dollars and get get away from me, man, like, stop, like, come on, man, really? I thought you were, I thought you were talking about like a hyper color type of bro. Like he's like, like I'm sitting like I had the blue side out. He was just like, bro, you got COVID. I'm like, like it's a gang no, I sign. I got four dollars. I know I got that, but like, <laughs> what the hell, man, like, it's, and it's mask etiquette. I didn't know that. I, you know, there, there's a lot of weird, uh, little nuanced things about this that I think are going to psychologically stick with people. And I'm not trying to directly compare this to 9-11. It's just that for me at my age, you know, I'm, I turned 30 this year. So really, I remember 9-11, you know, very clearly, you know, and I remember what life was like immediately after that, going to the stores, interacting with people. I remember how people engage with each other, that, that camaraderie, you know, the whole American flag thing that, that stuck around for a while. Um, that's the closest thing I can draw a comparison to. So that's that's why I'm saying this. But there's all these little... So like you're saying, I'm in the grocery store. There's the, It's supposed to be going one way only, right? Mm-hmm. I, I take my face mask down because I need to unlock my fucking iPhone so I can see the grocery list. And I'm thinking next time I'm writing this shit on paper because, you know, this is ridiculous. And... This guy comes down the aisle. We're looking at each other, and he's supposed to, like, we're not both supposed to be in this aisle at the same time. So I just, like, I'm, I'm looking at him, and I pull my mask up. And I just, I thought for a second, here I am. I don't know this guy. I'm in public. And I'm, I've, it took me maybe three weeks to get to the point where I will physically alter my presence based off of the sight of another person. Which, and again, I could be, I could be spending too much time trapped, you know, in the house here and I'm really overanalyzing it, but think about what I'm saying here, which is that when was the last time it's like, like the old lady clutches her purse strings, right? Like I felt, I felt like that was what I was doing to this guy, right? That I was like somehow afraid of him, but I wasn't. And I looked at him and he looked at me and he kind of smiled. I could see him smiling through his thing. And I said, sorry, dude, like nothing personal. And he goes, no, nah, man, I get it. And and he had his mask on. And it's just, I can't believe that we've gotten to that point where now we're thinking about these, these kind of things. Like, well, I don't know if I want to breathe near that man, you know? 
It's just, it's like you, you, we never yeah. would have thought this was a possibility. And here we are thinking about people in that light. I don't know. You tell me, is that, am I, am I, am I, Look, am I spending I go, too much time on, uh, on 4chan or something here? I go running outside. I go, because, I mean, LA Fitness is closed down. Matt, you know, like, when you, when you don't got no place to go lift, you got to go get it some kind of way, right? So I still, I need the circulation of a big dude, and I'm not, I'm not going to continue down the road of being a fat ass. So that's just not going to happen. <laughs> so um, I go to this, like, I, I go to this, this like two blocks away from my house. There's this like path, right? It's like, it's like a like a like kind of like a wooded kind of isolated area. But pe- people go out there to walk and shit like that too. I've seen this old man in my neighborhood a billion fucking times. He's high fived me before, like chest bump, real old dude, five billion years old man, but he's still kicking, right? <laughs> and I see this guy coming down the like like the path. I kid you not, like across the street was too close for this man when he came. Like it was like. I'm like, damn, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but like you say, people physically, oh, I've seen this dude for years, right? Hey, what's going on? Nope, says absolutely nothing. He locks eyes with me. He's about, I don't know, 15, 20 yards away. He's like, yo, you know, I'm going to take this shit across the street. And like, not like across the street, like I'm going to stay on the sidewalk across the street. Like I'm going to go across the street and then be on the neighbor's lawn walking away from me. Like, it's like, I'm like, bro, like, but, but that's what it is now. It's like, you, like but, but then again, like we're talking about this, like nobody knows anyway. Hey, hey uh, well, if you cough for you sneeze, the, 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 when you do that, the, the wind and pressure out of your mouth is like hundreds of miles an hour. So like the COVID particles can fly. 22 feet and you can just say like what the fuck is going on like I didn't think I didn't think I'd ever learn that information on how, how far a sneeze or a cough go oh, yeah. you know I mean? like, like the stuff that we're learning on this I'm like oh wow okay and then they've got some diagram that they made in yeah. you know, Cambridge or something where they're like yeah these are the particles flying over the, the store shelf I'm like how the hell do they know where these are going well, let's just you know right if you're watching that but, but you know what though you guys make a great point though but the, the thing is you think about this you you made a decision or or he made a decision right probably not even thinking about it because that's just an instinct that you have of survival right that's yeah. something that comes back from like thousands upon thousands of years of like how we even are here now you know yeah. what i mean like think yeah. about that you know, it's just yeah. crazy stuff where it's like, man, uh, fight or flight, you know, the, the old adage with that or like, you know, hey, man, uh, uh, it's a survival thing. I, I'm not going to go down this road. I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it through this. And if it means, you know, pulling your pulling your mask up over your mouth or, you know, that type of thing, you're probably not even like thinking about doing that. It's just subconsciously mm-hmm. you're doing it, you know. And that's and, that's what I mean about the psychological impact of something like comparing 9-11. Like I remember taking my dad to the airport, going all the way up to the thing, watching him get on the plane, waving to him. You know what I mean? Like, I remember that. And then now versus now, right? Yeah. I'm, my concern is some of these little things that we're just immediately snapping into, you know, these new behaviors, some of these things might end up sticking. And I think having the experience of how, how much, you know, life changed uh, with 9-11, I tell you what, I know some little things I definitely want to stick, and nobody's getting the pass after this. Washing your damn hands, you ain't getting no pass no more, man. 
I'm, I was talking to one of my coworkers today. I saw him come in, and literally, like now, I have it in my head because you know the kids got the songs when they wash their hands, so there's be 20 seconds, 30 <laughs> seconds, and shit like that. You know what I mean? I'm sitting up in, the, I'm, I'm in, I got my mask on. I'm like three fucking like sink sink distance away from my coworker, and it's only six or seven of us in the building because that's how things are now. You can't have like you know shit like that anymore. So I'm sitting there and I'm like literally. I'm, I have my own internal, like, clock of how long he's washing his hands. And I'm like, yo, bro, like, that was only, like, eight seconds. Like, fucking get underneath <laughs> oh there, dog. Like, dog, like, you're not, Matt, you're not getting the pass no more in 2020. It's over, dog. The days that you going to the stall, dropping the number two, and then leaving and checking your hair and putting your hands on your face and then rolling the fuck out, that's just over, man. You're not getting a pass no more. Daryl like, Campbell, like, bathroom I'm, justice. I'm literally, dog, it's, yo, bathroom justice. I'm like, bro pandemic you remember that shit like when we come out of this if you go in the bathroom and you only in that bitch for like five or six seconds i'm like oh so we're gonna live through a pandemic we came from covid but you want to go right back wash your fucking hands man that's what it is listen right in the past family kids matt you you had covid right so you already know you go in the bathroom you see somebody up in there for two seconds or they drop a number two or number three or number six because they was in there so long and they come out and they're like trying to straighten their beard and they got fucking shit crumbs on their hands bro you ain't getting a pass wash your fucking hands over it's done like you it's not happening me me included like i look my son won't let me go for less than 30 seconds like if I come out the bathroom and it was thirty, my son is sitting there playing Roblox on his computer. He's like, Dad, I counted. It was thirty seconds. Go back in there. My son ain't. My son ain't eight nine. He like, I'm not having it. I don't want COVID. <laughs> Get your ass back in there, Dad. Like, you know that if if, if that's what comes of this, that's not a bad thing at all. That's you know, what I'm saying. We've all that's had those situations, right? We've all had those situations. You're in. You know, you're taking care of business, or whatever, and you're like, some dude just walks in, does his thing, gets out. And you're like. Is that for real? You know what no. I mean? Like in the mind, you're thinking, oh, is that real? And then now it's, they call him on it, dude. Hey, man. Yeah, Eight seconds. Come on, get back in the, here. The bathroom, bathroom shamer. And I'll, I'll tell you what, if you're, if you're doing your business and you, and you need to clean up, the best way is with booty wipes. Am I right, Daryl? Baby. Booty wipes. Uh, it, it's the only, uh, it's the only booty wipe for the everyman. <laughs> B-dubs. I worked, with a, I worked with a, I was a detective for a while. I, I, one of my partners up in investigations, he would, he swore by him. He's like, that was his go-to, you know? Got and then to. no, and I'm telling you after about two years, they had an issue with the drainage and I'm like, I'm, I'm looking right at him when they came in and they said, <laughs> hey, uh, there's something wrong with the pipes here. And I'm like looking over the cubicle. I'm like, it's you, dude. It's you and your damn wipes. Is what it is. You know? Well, you know what, Matt? If you're looking to give yourself a little uh, trial run of, of something real nice, shopbootywipes.com. Use promo code EVERYMAN at checkout. You can do this on Amazon, too. Uh, and you save 15% off your first order of booty wipes. I know it's been a lifesaver here uh, in, in the undisclosed location of the Everyman headquarters. Um it's uh, it's great. It's keeping us fresh and clean. So shopbootywipes.com and uh, promo code Everyman to save yourself some money on that fresh booty. Hey, listen, you know, not to make light of the entire you know the pandemic that's going on, but you know, I'm a little. I'm. I'm it's not as big as it used to be, man. I dress. Well, I, I, mean, I lost twenty three pounds in this process, man. Good for you. Pounds Shit. In two weeks. Hey, you know, you I, said, I got my. I was joking the other day. I said, I got my COVID body for the summer. What's up, man? You know, like, right? Oh man, I got the slim cakes on. So, <laughs> yeah, right? Just hitting that ab wheel nonstop to to <laughs> make some gains on that. That's great, man. <laughs> nice. Right. 
You know, the, the, this whole thing, like we're, we're talking about, you know, we're making we're making jokes on it and it's that's the only thing you can do. But if if things weren't so st- like starkly contrasted and everybody's in their own little fiefdoms right now, whether it's it's the media or, you know, social media stuff or just people in general there's like no way to have somebody come out and say, Hey, look, you know what? This is what I experienced. Like you're saying, you know, this is, this is what I experienced is what I experienced. Here's how I managed it. Yeah, it sucks. And, and, and this is what we're going to do to, to get through it. You know, there's no, um, there's no like home plate for everybody right now, which I think is like really confusing and frustrating. And, you know, we've lost a lot of things. I mean, we lost the XFL. We met the XFL is for sale right now. They they're, they filed bankruptcy and like I don't even I don't even want to get on an XFL rant right now because I'm so devastated for for that league and those those young men. We had one, you know one of those young men on this on this podcast. We know how hard he was working, how hard all those guys were working. But there's things that we've lost that we may not get back. And you know uh, while we want to stay safe and stay healthy and get a grip on this i mean we all got to be thinking about like how are we gonna make sure that once we get back in gear that we don't let this kind of thing happen again and that's that's kind of what we're talking about here with the booty wipes and the the washing of the hands and and the the social distance i i really think that there's going to be it's just going to be uh things will open back up but it's not going to be the same for a long time you know you know what i'm i'm waiting to see the outcome or or how this is going to play out the big thing was like sporting events. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? like like, like yeah, look at like like baseball here. They're talking about trying to get baseball back in May, right? And and I don't I don't know if that's going to work or, or not. You know, I, I want it back. I'm a season ticket holder. I, I've got Cubs season tickets, and I've had them for the last you know five years, six years now. And my son and I, we were he loves going, and I always I joke. I'm like, those are his tickets. You know, we, we have a good time. Mm-hmm. We go to the games, and we we just we take it all in. But now you know how tight those seats are. Oh know? man, you're be you're. I mean, you're rubbing elbows with with people that you have no clue who they are. Are you going to want to sit in those seats? How are these sporting, how, how are these venues going to survive? You know what I mean? Yeah, if yeah. we have this, this change, you're talking about, you know, we're talk, calling guys out and not washing their hands. Well, not that, that six, you know, six feet, you know, distance, the social distancing type of deal. Uh, at least these venues aren't built for social distancing. You know, they, that wasn't, that was nothing. It, that was, uh, the, wasn't even in their mind at the time, you know, when they built these things, you're on top of one another and, you know, you're buying a hot dog and a beer and you're passing the money down so that someone, somebody else pays for it. And then and five then, people right. handle your hot dog and then right. handle your hot dog and bring it back. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't know, you know, do I feel yeah, safe with bringing my, my kid, my son to, to a baseball game right now? No, I don't. Well, see, this is, this is what I'm so saying. I, I, they, they, you can say, oh, we've passed the peak, we've done this, we've done that, right? But if, you know, little Frankie down the street doesn't feel comfortable, you know, like you're saying, going back to the mall or going back to whatever it is they do on a Friday night, like, what's the difference? How do you, how do you reassure everyone, okay, it's okay to get back to normal life? And, and I don't, I'm not here to defend one person, one individual or the other. I don't know the answer. I don't think anyone knows the answer and I'm comfortable enough to make a, a, a prediction, uh, which is, you know, 
it's going to be touch and go for a while, you know, and like we all just got to be cool. And this is one of those times where like back to the grocery store thing, that guy was cool. You know, he was like, yeah, I get it. You know, we're not this isn't a personal thing here, you know, um, but hopefully that goodwill lasts and everybody remembers we're all in this together. And Daryl, we've been talking about this cosmic canoe for a fucking year here. Oh, yeah, and, and this just goes to show you, man, you know, when it does all shake out, we're all in it together. And, you know, one man's sneeze is a, is another man's, uh, you know, coronavirus. So it's. I don't know. I'm just curious to see where it leads. And I'm, I'm yeah, hopeful. I'm optimistic. It's going to take all of us. Just like you said, Matt, it's, 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 it's not just gonna, like, just like the social distancing protocols are put in place and the mask wearing protocols are put in place so that you don't, so you can protect other people who have like, you know, already pre-existing conditions or if they're elderly and stuff like that, it takes everybody to be engaged in that so that like you can keep people safe. Just like, Hey, I'm be honest with you. I felt like a little bit of an asshole hitting my, my coworker up like that with the whole internal, you know, clock about him with his hands. But you know, here's the thing. If I wasn't there, would he even wash his hands? You know what I'm right. saying? Like, or what he just kind of kept through and like, you know what I mean? Like I, you can wear a mask all day, but if you got shit crumbs on your fingers, like, I mean, I don't know what that's going to do for you. You know what I mean? So like, um, it, it's, it's going to take a little bit of people having the courage to say, Hey, listen, let's let's help everybody with just this one instance of things that we can do and all that stuff like we like the little things that we hope we don't state it are bad we hope we can accrue a bunch of little things that are positive to kind of get us through you know what i'm saying and i think yeah. that's one like why we had this podcast with the every members because we got a bunch of people like you matt they're in a cosmic canoe with us and we want to do all the little things right man you know what i'm saying so it, it'll benefit everybody that's just what it is in my yeah. in my mind that's what it is yeah, I agree with you 100. I, I, you know, you look at, and, and I'm not, I don't want to get political, right? You know, but like, you look at the, the, the media and how the media is portrayed a lot of this stuff, you know, and it, and it's, it's a doom and gloom type of thing. They're instantly mm-hmm. going to like, you know, this is the end of the world and and that type of thing. When, you know, there's a, it's a, what's the statistic now? 90, 98.7% survival rate on this. I mean, I think that's even a little bit better than the, the flu, you know, the AB flu, right. You know, whatever mm-hmm. the influenza A and B, you know? And so I, I just, it, it blows my mind. And, and the thing is, regardless of what your political background is and what you feel and who you want to support and that type of thing, it's like enough's enough when it comes to certain things. Now, you know, uh, the, the president is, is doing his job and you know what? You may not like him. You may not agree with what he has to say, but he's, he's doing his job. Yep. And let's just like, instead of being so damn negative and attacking, let's, let's support and see where we go. And, and if you don't like them, then you know what? And the next election, voice your opinion there, you know, but like every time you turn around or turn the news on, you know, it's, it's the attack on this. And like, if I'm flipping through television and you know, you go, you get to the news channels and everything has coronavirus in it, you know, and it's like this, this pandemic, if it even is a pandemic, you know, yeah, I hate to say that, but you know what I mean? Like going down that road where, you know, this is something that was generated from, uh, you know, the mass hysteria is, it was brought by, you know, the media reporting or misreporting or, or trying, a, a, you know, some sort of agenda on that, you know, mm-hmm. and we don't know. The thing is, we don't know. I'm not at the table. 
I'm not sitting there and going through the motions with these people at, you know, NBC, CBS, ABC, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not there with them. I don't know what the agenda is. And I'm not at the White House, you know, sitting at the table and knowing what's going on there. So I, we, we're, we're misinformed as a public. And that's what I was, that was my biggest, you know, gripe through this whole process was when I was out there trying to find information on how to protect myself and my family and help myself get through this, there was nothing there. And granted, mm -hmm. this is all new, right? But you can only lean on that for so long. You know, we've already, we've already experienced two months of, of the majority of this, you know, and there should be information out there. There should be, you should be able to, you know, click on the internet and, find somebody's personal account of what happened. And that's like, I went back to, you know, some, some Hollywood types, you know, who had, you know, fell into this or, or contracted this virus have yet to say a damn thing about it. You know, why are they not talking about it? Because maybe they're full of it. You know, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's a lie. Maybe they're just doing it out of, you know, because they're being looked at from other things. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, but like, if I'm going down this road and maybe that's just my personality, I want to tell everybody exactly what to expect because that's my, that's how I am. I'm a, I'm a police officer. I want to help people. I, I, I put the uniform on, I put the duty belt on, I go out there and I want to help people. I want to help people in their darkest hour to get through whatever situation they have. And that's why when you guys reached out to me about talking about this, hell, hell yeah, dude, I will talk about my experience because you know what? Johnny Q down the street, he's living day 12 right now. You know what I mean? And we got to get him to day 22 when it's over. Right. You right. know, and he doesn't know what that's going to be like. You Let know, him know that there's some hope there instead of saying that everybody that gets it's going to do this, that, and oh, third. Yeah. And right, right. Yeah. the you sky is falling. The, you turn on the news right now, and it's the death rate, death rate, death rate. Yep. And very little survival, of, you know what I mean? Even though the survival rate is, is greater than the death rate, you know? But it's just, it blows my mind. It's just, it's sad. It's sad to look at that as what this is coming to, that this is, you know, what, what do they say? No good, uh, no good crisis. You know, I forget the, the term on how they use it. They don't let a good crisis go to waste, basically. Right. A right. politician is always going to jump on that, right? They're always yeah. going to try to use that to their, their benefit, you know? And then you look at, like, the stimulus package that just came out and the money that's being sent to, to, the, to the people who, who, who are stuck in their homes. They can't afford to pay their mortgage, or, or rent or whatever, and that money's going to help them. But yet, you, you have certain individuals putting, you know, let's fund this in a bill yep. when it has nothing to do with what we're dealing with right now, and that blows my mind. Which is which is why some of this is so confusing because sometimes they're they're using it as an opportunity to play politics and show off on TV, and then sometimes they're taking it very serious. So it's like there's a couple days where it's very serious, and then up oh, we need something to talk about. Um, here's the new news cycle, fill in the blank. And yep. it's, it's very confusing. And I urge everyone to just exercise some patience, pay attention to what people are saying, pay attention to what people around you are doing, keep your head on a swivel, you know, and just look out for yourself and your loved ones, because, you know, that's what, that's the most important part. And, and if we don't know exactly what to do, the best thing to do is just socially distance chill out listen to your podcasts you know have a good time do what yeah, you can do be calm man be, do what you can do be calm now before we before we wind down here man just to, uh change a quick subject because because i know uh something uh, i'm very passionate about um i want to talk to you uh, about tiger king 
So, so, baby. So Daryl and I are very, uh, we're, we're big fans of the Tiger King, big fans of the Tiger King's work. Um, I've actually been, all those supporting cast members have all been on a bunch of different podcasts and stuff the last couple of weeks. So I've been, been absorbing <laughs> as much information as, as possible. And then I about shit myself because as a huge, I'm like massive pro wrestling fan. I'm looking at the Undertaker's Instagram and sure enough, Undertaker's down with Doc Antle and his wife and they're with this big white tiger and they're, they're playing with chimps and they're doing all that. It looks like great fucking time. Okay. So I'm like, I'm thrilled with, with, with this whole thing. Um, <laughs> What's your take on the Tiger King, man? Should did Joe Exotic get set up? Did Carol Baskins do it? I mean, what do you? What, did she kill her husband? I mean, what's going on here? What do you? What yeah, was your take on the whole thing? Dude, listen, man. There's a lot. There's a lot going on here. You know, <laughs> it's uh, you know, Carol Baskin, right? I mean, oh, I, I'm I'm shocked. I'm blown away that the local law enforcement didn't like reopen, or the prosecutor's office didn't reopen a case on this to find out. You know. No I've, body, no crime, right? Is I've, like, I've right, right, right. I've read that they they are looking at it. Okay, all right, but listen, when she, when 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 Joe Exotic gets attacked by the tiger, oh, right? Oh remember my god! Statement? Oh remember yeah. Statement? Okay, he gets attacked by the tiger, and he thought he was set up. And yep. Carol Baskin pops in there and says, "No, you got to put some like fish oil or something." Nah, if if, yeah. If you want to get attacked by a tiger, <laughs> you want you know, right? And Give him. Like, yeah, she's like, cover him in sardine oil. Right. Yeah. Was I the only one that liked the light bulb? And I'm like, oh, oh man, she just gave herself up on this. You know about it. I'll tell you what. If I were the detective working the case on this, I would be hitting that hard. You know what I mean? Like, just going after oh, that. If you were in the ocean and you wanted to get attacked by sharks, oh, just throw some chum in there while they're swimming. Like, fucking. Right. Yeah. But let me ask you this, though. Say you're, say you're, uh, I mean, you are, you're, you're law enforcement, man. Say you're, say you're a law enforcement man in some small town. And you think that this multimillionaire lady just fed her husband to a tiger and got away with it. I don't know how hard I would press the investigation either. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get it. I, I know there's, there's some, I hate to say that, that there's like politics involved with that type of thing. But, you know, I mean, good's going to win at the end of the day, right? You, you hope. That's how I look at yeah. it. And you want like to, to go down that road where, yeah, you know, they, they investigated it to a point, you know, hey, hey listen, I, I live here just outside of Chicago, and we had a pretty big, you know, homicide case, missing person case that you guys remember with uh, with Bolingbroke Police Department, you know, with one of their police officers. And it was, it, there was a, you know, a movie made of it, you know, on, on Lifetime, you know, like that, I think, um, man, I can't think of the guy's name who played him, but anyways, you know, like. There's probably that, Dean Kane. he's in every one of those movies. <laughs> No, it was Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Oh, wow. Yeah, Rob. Dude, how, can you imagine like how fucking great it must feel to have Rob Lowe play you in a movie? You must be really good looking. You know? Well, I thought that too, you know? But then you look at the guy and you're like, oh, you know, whatever. But, but I mean, you know, th there, was a, there was nobody, you know? There was, there, she's missing. You can't, you know, charge without the body, that type of thing, you know? So you got the same situation down there in Florida. And I know Illinois law and Florida law are pretty similar you know, when it comes to certain things. And so I, you know, as, as, to, to get back on Joe exotic, I, I think he was set up 100%. Yeah. I mean, like I'm telling you everything. Hey, my does that dude was set up? <laughs> and it's just bizarre. Like, I mean, he's, is he a weird dude? For sure. He's weird, but aren't we all weird? Is he a method? Sure. Right. Yeah. You know, we all have our, our weird things, you know, whatever it is, what it is. But, uh, but he like, 
uh, you know, it's just, he was just so he, the, the way I looked at it as, as it went through, we went through the, the uh, docuseries, you know, just as I'm watching these, these one after the other, cause I had a lot of time on my hands, you know, yeah. and, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm watching this and I'm like, he's just so out there, so boisterous about hating her and wanting her to die that if she does die, I know it's not him because he's not, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. no, you, you, it's like, you, he's just so out there, you know, like, you know, it'd be too obvious. I, right. You know, he'd be like, the, everybody would think, well, that's the guy because he threatened, you know, he wanted her dead. He wanted her dead, but he was so vocal about it that there's no way, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just, I'd say he's what? an idiot, but I don't think he's that big of an idiot. So, know? so this, this whole scenario reminds me of, of a, of a similar situation where there's a famous band as they lay dying. And about 10 years ago, their singer, Tim Lambesis, um, he got found guilty of trying to have his wife, killed and he ends up going to you know federal prison or whatever for six years and um as it turns out the whole thing basically stemmed around some other guy some other criminal got in trouble gets turned informant and then starts hanging around looking for people who are looking to commit a crime and then this guy just doesn't like his wife and he's always saying like man my life would be so much better if my wife was dead and you know, one day the guy's like, Hey, you want me to kill your wife? And he's like, yeah, sure. Go for it. And then like, then next thing you know, the guy, you know, it gets to the point where now the guy goes to jail. And I feel like that's one of those crimes where you can talk about it. But when you get to the point of like, here's an envelope inside the envelope is her address her schedule, her bike path, you know, here's the code for the door. Like you get to a certain point where it's like, yeah, he didn't, he wasn't going to, and that person wasn't informant. He wasn't really dealing with a hitman, but he thought he was, you know? And it's like, ugh, it's a fine line because again, I, I'm a strong supporter of, of law enforcement, federal law enforcement, you know, um, I have some disagreements with the federal government, but you know, who doesn't, but it's not crazy to think that somebody could get kind of set up for something because there's always these things about like some, you know, there was like a high school kid out, out Midwest that got in trouble for building a bomb. But the FBI gave him all the parts and gave him the plans and literally gave him everything to do. And then he, you know, puts it together and then they all show up and arrest him. And it's like, what do you guys, you have nothing to do? <laughs> you know, and like how much of my tax money, my federal tax dollars went to prosecuting Joe Exotic, you know, like that to me, like if there's a thing here at the, at the uh, silver lining, it's like, there's a lot of waste. And like, did he do some bad shit? Yeah. But like, how much did it cost to nail him? And then to feel good about, oh, we got him for 87 years. Now we've done a good job. Justice is served. It's like, uh, I don't know, because he's probably in federal prison with like the Unabomber, you know? Yeah, right. right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you look at like, you know, I know we, there were some uh, other charges that were in there because when you start talking about this and you get the animal rights people that are getting all, you know, right. they get oh, all you know, you know what I mean? Where yeah. like, and, and even not even like, you know, full fledged hardcore animal rights, but like people that are just, you know, have a heart for an animal, you know, yeah. saying, well, well, he, you know, he shot or killed like four tigers or something on his property or, or those right. are numbers that were thrown out there. Yeah, I don't and like that. Like, yeah, I yeah. don't like that either. I'm totally yeah. against that. You know, I'm totally. like, I, I'm, I look at like, 
I look at like zoos as like prisons, man. You know, sometimes when you go through these, if you think about it, you know, I mean, these are wild animals that we have captured and brought in to a zoo or what, you know, or what, I mean, whatever, you know, and you look at it like, man, that, that's, that's just, I feel bad for these things. You, I want these animals to be out there to, you know, go ahead and, you know, live life how you're supposed to live life. You know, I don't want to be locked up. I don't want to be you know, yeah. controlled, you know, and you, you look at this guy's, you know, his setup and it's like, uh, would I, would I hang out with jokes? I, absolutely not. You know, is he my type of guy to party with? No, absolutely not. You know, because it's just not my, my scene. I, I would, I probably, I wouldn't go to his roadside zoo. I wouldn't check that out. But when you look at everything, from like the, the, you know, just the way that it's stacked out in this and, and granted, you know what, you guys are big on the, um, you do some of these other docu-series. I, I refuse to watch the one up there in uh, Manitowoc, Wisconsin with the, oh, the yeah. murderer. I haven't watched yeah. that. I won't watch it because any, anything, any of these docu, docu-series, documentaries can be swayed one side and just, we just see that. So, you know, like when we're all like, oh man, you know what I watched, I'm taking that as straight evidence and that's how it is. You look at, well, then he's, he was set up to a point, you know, why, why did we jump to, to a conclusion on this? Because not everything was given to us. That was really, that really right. Happened. We don't know yeah. the actual case and all that, the, the evidence. Right. And now yeah. that's yeah. why I'm cautious. To, I, I don't like to defend anybody. I don't know. Personally, that's just kind of a, a rule I like to try and live by, um, you know, but uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't get it. But, you know, and, and this kind of brings up something I've, I wanted to ask you before we go, like, I would imagine when you when you have to arrest somebody, that's not a happy moment in your life. You know, when you're taking when you're taking someone's freedom and you're incarcerating them um, even before they've been convicted and then after they've been convicted. And, and once they've been convicted, you've taken you've taken this human being and you've put them in this state. Um, that's not a happy thing for anyone. And I think people are so flippant with this. Oh yeah, lock him up, throw him in jail. He should be in jail. Yeah, well, arrest him. Blah 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 blah. And it's like, ooh, I don't know, man, because I don't think anybody really. That's like easy to say from here, you know, like from the couch watching Netflix. But taking taking somebody's liberty away uh, is is about the most consequential thing you can do, short of ending their life. Yeah, I, uh, you know, it's that's the bread and butter of what I what I do. You know, the, my my job is what I, I deal with on a regular basis. And you're right. When you come down and you and you deal with a certain situation, you know, as a, as a detective, you're working a case and, you know, you're working for the victim, you know, and, and you're able to give that victim some sort of closure. That's a that's a relief. You know, you feel great about that, the relief, you know. But then uh, you look at like, I got to go put this person in the cage now. Yeah. Sure. There's there's you know, you can think of it, the, the biggest, you know, public enemy number one that you know the, he could have done a million things that are like just you know evil and vile and all that other stuff and you're like yeah i caught him but it's still not like i'm happy about right. you know putting him yeah. locking him up but i'm i'm relieved that he's not out there to go after and victimize somebody else you know so it's like one of those it's a weird weird feeling you know it's a sense of uh, accomplishment you know you're like oh man I, I succeeded with this this is where we went you know but, but it's not, a serious thing is, is my point you know, I'm celebrating yeah. you're not celebrating that you know it's just it's 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 just a I, I can't really explain it other than the fact that it's just relief you know i had a case real quick not to talk oh you know your guys zero off on this but i had a case where 
you know, I had, I had a, a little girl who was a victim. She was a victim of sexual assault, sexual abuse. And um, we were going, you know, back and forth on this. And I was trying to get in. And after about three and a half, four hours of just sweating the, the, the offender in the, uh, in the box, in the in, uh, interrogation room, investigate uh, the interview room, it was, uh, he, it finally came clean and we got some stuff out of it. And, you know, he was later ultimately, you know, convicted and sent to prison. But it was like that, you know, I was more, I didn't care about, it wasn't thinking about putting this guy, locking him up. It was more like looking at the, the, the victim and knowing that I can't promise this victim it'll never happen again, but I can promise you it's not going to happen by this person. You know what I right. mean? Like, yeah, that, that's the, the relief, you know, that comes across. And it's just, you know, I, I you get that. I, I, that's why I went into law enforcement is, you know, and I tell everybody, I go, we get a bad rap, man. And I've talked about this before when I was with you guys. You know, we get a bad rap because of one or two bad eggs in the group, you know, in any type of group, any type of, you know, um, yeah, any group, you know. Um, but we don't, it just, it, it hurts I just want to scream and tell everybody that the citizen can be upset with a, a, a bad police officer, right? But a cop, a good cop, will be furious with a bad police officer because two things: you know, you've already you've already you know lost the trust of the public, and you, you've you've tarnished the uniform. You know, you tarnished the badge, and so that's like I, I, I tell these people: I go, you you will never have hatred or more than a police officer would for a bad police officer. You know, that's just how it goes, you know, cause we, uh, it's such a fine line with, with the citizens and, and trust and all this other stuff. We were talking about it earlier with the, with the media and not being able to trust and, and, you know, believe what we're getting from the media. You know, we are frontliners dealing with the people on, on the street. And if the person on the street can't trust us, and, you know, you, you we're, it's lost. It's lost. It's completely, we're done. Our job is, oh, we've failed and there's no coming back from that. You know, so everything we do, we've got to, you know, walk in shells and I get my grandfather's policing job anymore. You know, it's my, it's a, it's a different, it's evolved. It's a different deal, you know, and we hear some of the old timers say, oh, I couldn't be the police now. Yeah, you could, you could do it because you're a good guy and you understand how it works. And this is where we're going, you know, and so, I just, we're approachable. Ask us a question. You know, I, I get a kick out of when you see some uh, YouTube videos where they say, oh, I met this cool cop. Man, there's 99% of us are cool guys that you come up and, you know, I, I remember, I remember one time and I may get in trouble for this, but whatever, whatever, it's all good, right? So I'm sitting there at a stoplight and I some kid pulls up next to me in a hot rod and I, I'm just, I'm in a squad car and I rev it, you know, and I, I rev my engine, he <laughs> revs his engine and then, and then he takes it up and I take off and I'm like, oh, I hit the siren, he slows down and I wave at him. I'm like, yeah. well, that type of thing, you know, it's like, I, we're not, I'm not out, I'm not out, you know, trying to catch anybody right. or, or um, set somebody up. You know, you don't want to, like you were saying earlier with, you know, the kid building the bomb, you know, and he's giving all these, all these deals. The one thing that I thought about when you were saying that was, well, I don't know how he responded to this. You know what I mean? Let's look at that, right? Right. that's just how I go. I try to see both sides, you know. Was the kid asking for these things? You know, is he reaching out? Because I, I, you know, there was a, a, a terrorism case down in, in uh, central Illinois. You know, the FBI was involved in this. And this guy was 
to asking all the questions and bringing all the stuff in there. And he wanted to blow up the, the you know, a building down there in, in, at the Capitol, you know, of 10, 10, 15 years ago. And the FBI had just grabbed him and, and knew he was, he was going to go down this road and they kind of massaged it. And I don't like saying that word because it's almost like you're setting him up, but like, you know, they yeah. were giving him, they were, he asked for these things and they were providing it for him up mm. until the point where he was going to actually, you know, detonate it with his cell phone. Yeah. Cause they had and probable, then, you know, probable cause right. and reasonable you know, intent and all that good yeah. legal shit. And mm-hmm. here we are. It's, uh, yeah, well, that just tells you, you know, if anybody ever listen, another, another tip I'm comfortable uh, sharing here. If anybody asks you uh, to help them make a explosive device decline, just do a hard no. <laughs> Hard yeah. no, you won't you won't have any issues, um, Matt. This has been it's been awesome hearing uh, you know directly from from the source. Uh, thank you so much for for sharing Thanks, you know Matt. your story with with this and you know obviously I, I wish we were getting together here on on uh, yeah. different circumstances but uh, you know obviously you know you're you're in the canoe with us we're gonna have you back on um, you know uh, but stay safe um, stay healthy we're praying for you we're praying for your family and. Uh, Thank you for thank you for being here, brother. Everybody out there, be safe. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Yeah, 20, 30 seconds, baby. <laughs>